And now, another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know, we're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. Shut up. Time for Gordon's List, brought to you by Tim Daly, Nissan Southtown. It's the big show, live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Big thanks to Coach Mack and Alema Harrington, as always, Football Fridays. Always a highlight of the week, no doubt about it. Uh, Coach and Alema are the best. But now, of course, Gordon, we move on to Gordon's List. Where uh, what, What's the uh, first item on that list? Well, why don't we uh, stay with the theme here uh, that we've been talking about, a little college football, BYU at Coastal Carolina. Jake College Game Day will be there in uh, Conway, South Carolina. Uh, are you? Does that matter to you at all, or is that uh, is that long gone as far as excitement goes? Oh, for me personally, no, I, I don't really care. I like that show. Uh, I be I don't catch it nearly as much as it seems like I used to. But oh, it's it's just terrific exposure for for the program because they're obviously going to be talking a lot about the game that they're there for. And BYU is is big time uh, national news right now, Gordon. I mean, we're uh, we're going to have um, Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated on coming up uh, at four thirty. He just wrote a big long thing about the truck journey. I mean, they're getting they're a big story right now, and that'll be amplified with College Game Day. So I, I think yeah. it's nothing but good. Okay, so did you see that the Coastal Carolina coach communicated with two Sun Bolt staffers uh, on the teams that BYU has already played? Did you see this? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of the coaches, uh, I guess it was Texas State, the other was Troy. Uh, the, 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 when he inquired about playing BYU, the first one responded back, do you know what you're getting yourself into? <laughs> and the other said, do the opposite of everything we did. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really funny. He's been... He's been uh... Uh, rather vocal with his respect for the for the Cougars. So I've I've come away with kind of a positive impression of this coach in this program. Well, yeah, I mean, you might as well talk up your opponent. I mean, you know, because Coastal Carolina has something to prove here too. Uh, I, as we talked about earlier, we both think BYU will win this game, but Coastal Carolina is good, and they're trying to establish themselves as a legitimate FBS. Power or not power, but you know, uh, program. So uh, we'll see how this goes. I find this game this is the most interesting game of the year. I mean, by a considerable margin in my mind. Well, I think Boise was pretty interesting, uh, yeah. but I, I hear what you're saying. But I, I think Boise was pretty interesting too. But this this is probably the best team they'll play all year. I bet. All right. Uh, do you do you think uh, do you agree with Mac that uh, Utah is going to roll over Oregon State because Mac made it sound like the Utes are going to just crush the Beavers? Oh, I don't. I'm not confident uh, Utah is going to roll over anybody at uh, at this moment. I mean, they've 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 looked good at times. You know, first half against Washington, they've they've looked bad at times. The turnovers have been a problem, and I I think the Beavs are maybe a little better than than we're giving them credit for. I agree. And, that that sounds weird because they just beat Oregon, but you know they just beat Oregon, and they can no. really run the football. Uh, now, if Utah can stop up that run, and if Utah can establish a run of their own, you know I think they have a chance to control the game. But 
um, uh, you know, don't sleep on the Beavs. This I think this is going to be a tough game for Utah. Okay, uh, okay. This is uh, this next story is one that um, I'm not quite sure what to make of it, uh, and uh, I want to get your reaction though. Did you see the video of the Texas high school football player? A kid by the name of Emmanuel Duran, or however it's D-U-R-O-N. I don't know how you say that. Well, he was chucked from a playoff game by a referee, uh, Fred Garcia, and afterward, the player charged at the ref and blindsided him. And the player and the team have been ejected from the playoffs for good, even though that team won that game. And would have been able to continue on. Not anymore. You talk about stupid. And here's the thing about it. The kid has been charged not only with a Class A assault, but he was also chucked from a soccer game in which he participated for a similar incident. This is sad. This is sad. Did you see the video? Uh, no, I didn't see the video. I've heard people talk about the story uh, all day. I'd, I'd probably feel worse uh, for the guy if he wasn't a referee. Oh, I mean, he's just standing there <laughs> looking the other way. And this car- kid charges across the field and just lays him out. Uh, I, I, I think it's terrible. I, I, I would hope that coaches and, and maybe we'll talk to Coach Mack about this next week. But, you know, teach teach some sportsmanship and some, you know, self-control for crying out loud. I mean, you can you can learn so many great life lessons from participating in sports. I truly believe that. And and this is obviously a, a young person that really has some lessons to learn. You, I mean, obviously yeah. you can't go around assaulting people. That's that's absolutely ridiculous. And um, you know, I hope this uh, this young person learns how to deal with their obvious anger uh, issues. And it, you just got to realize that it, you know it's it's just not worth it. It's not. <laughs> I don't know, losing your cool or, or what have you. But, yeah, obviously this type of stuff can't happen. Wasn't there a story around here locally where it was like a, a, a amateur soccer game or something, yeah. I think, where a, yeah, a player a punched game. a ref in the face and, yeah. the, and, the, mm-hmm. uh, and the referee passed away? I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's not acceptable, obviously. I, you know, yeah, I, I agree. And this kid will, he'll be known for this for a long, long time. And it's not the way you want to be known. Russell Westbrook feels like he was the scapegoat in Houston. Uh, Jake, react. Who, wait, say that again. Sorry, who felt like they were a scapegoat? Westbrook. Oh, Russell Westbrook. Russell. Okay, sorry. I thought you said Russell Wilson for a second, and I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> Russell Westbrook was the scapegoat because he was. He is. He is the scapegoat. Of course he is. He's, uh, and now you know, he's gone. And now he's gone. Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't work with him playing together with with James Harden, and so who's you know what are they going to change? They have two big time players, and uh, they said uh, they shipped out Russell Westbrook, and I mean obviously they 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 are scapegoating him to a certain extent. I I agree with him on that. Jake, uh, a question for you: okay. Should the Big Ten change its minimum six game rule? To get uh, into the Big Ten championship game so that Ohio State can qualify. Oh. If, I, I, if it, Ohio State, they'll qualify if they, if they have two games remaining. And if they don't have any COVID issues in those two games, I think they, they can get in. But if they, if they only get one of those games, then something has to be 
jerry-rigged. See, I bit. think Michigan should cancel tomorrow just to stick it to the. Rival. I've seen, I've seen people, <laughs> I've seen people say that. Say that. So I okay, I'm, I'm a little torn on the matter here, here, Gordon. On uh, on one hand, the rules are the rules. Mm. On the other hand, it was really dumb of them to create this rule in the first place. So I I don't know how I negotiate that because I've been saying this for a while. You know, flexibility, man, to, to, to set that standard before you really know if you could complete that amount of games is just dumb to me, especially when there's not a hard and fast rule to begin with. Why create parameters for yourself that just seems stupid? So do you do you make them uh, live with their bad decision to create that wor- rule in the first place? Or do you create some some flexibility because maybe they just were short sighted when they created that standard? Well, I'm surprised you would bring that question to the table, considering you are a rules or rules kind of guy. Well, I, uh, yes, I am, and so I'm, and I don't like the Big Ten, and I don't care for Ohio State either. So if they held them <laughs> to the rule, uh, part of me personally would say, yeah, that you deserve that. But I mean, uh, they were dumb to make that rule in the first place, and I just don't think they realized that they were making a dumb rule. But I mean. It, what about the Big Ten's behavior throughout all of this would indicate their lack of intelligence? So do you do you hold them, hold their feet to the fire and say, you know what, the, them's the rules? Or do you have some flexibility because it was a dumb standard to set in the first place? Maybe they should uh, take a poll around the conference and see how the teams vote. <laughs> oh, they'd vote for it because they want Ohio State in the playoff because they want that Monet. <laughs> and then that would potentially open up a di- another spot in the New Year's Six for another Big Ten team. Except so, for the team that would be bumped out of the Big Ten championship game might not be too happy about it if suddenly Ohio State, the rules are rearranged so the Buckeyes can get in. Yeah, yeah, that would be an issue. you got to worry about hurt feelings for sure. But, I mean, if, if, they, were, if they were smart, that's what they'd do. They'd just toss that rule, rule right in the garbage can. All right. Uh, the latest NFL mock draft that I saw listed – BYU quarterback Zach Wilson as the possible, a possible second quarterback taken after Trevor Lawrence. This one, I forget which, it was a major uh, website, has Zach now going number two to Jacksonville ahead of Justin Fields. Hmm. Jacksonville would be an interesting uh, an interesting spot to go as they've tried to accumulate assets. I mean, if done correctly, that could be a franchise on the rise. Um, I, I if I'm Zach Wilson, I'm a lot more worried about my destination than I am where I go in the draft, which is easy for me to say because you make less money if you go uh, go later. But just looking at you know recent history, what, what franchise you go to matters because we've seen. You know, quarterbacks go to to bad franchises, be mishandled, and just wash right out of the league. You never know if they got yeah. a better a better chance than if they would have made it, right? Um, so, where would you rather go if you're Zach Wilson? Would you rather go two to Jacksonville or five, six, seven to Carolina? Oh, see, Carolina would interest me because they've got that head coach, yeah, who's kind mm-hmm. of that that offensive guy, and they've also been accumulating assets and trying to to turn over the roster. And traditionally, they've been a pretty stable franchise. And Zach Wilson um, would fit that offense, I think, really well. What they're trying to do, 
the difference between two and five obviously isn't that much. So I, I might go with the the, the Panthers, but I, I'll tell you, I'm not totally down on the Jaguars. I mean, if, if they, I, they who was that uh, who was that guy that they had Bortles, and they still went to the uh, call second round of the playoffs, Gordon, if memory serves, a couple of when, years ago. When, so when I don't was that? two, two yeah. years ago, three mm-hmm. years ago, but so. Uh, you know the the Jags haven't traditionally been great, but they're not the Jets either. You know what I mean? So, I don't I don't hate either one of those spots for for Zach Wilson. I'd rather go there than say Washington. Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll see how it goes. But if I had told you before this season started that Zach Wilson was going to be mentioned as a possible second overall pick in the NFL draft, you would have told me I was nuts. I I'm surprised that he's uh that he's getting this much attention i'm not surprised he's good though yeah all right james harden uh, gave rapper little baby three hundred thousand dollars in uh gifts for his birthday wow that's that's pretty nice but you know james has a lot of dough <laughs> apparently so he also it, bought a restaurant today didn't he oh did he yeah. In, in, where, where in Houston? Here, yeah, let me. Well, hold on. Let me see if I can't find this. I had the story up. Let me see if I can because it seems uh, awful. I've got it right here. Go ahead. Uh, Rocket star James Harden may be known for his talents as shooting guard. Now he's trying his hand at restaurant ownership. Uh, the new restaurant Thirteen is set to open and is looking for workers uh, in Houston. Yeah. So I guess uh, if he did that, then he must be planning on sticking around. Well, he's contractually obligated to be there for a minute, but, uh, you know, you can uh, uh, own a business uh, even if you're not there, right? Is Masha's yeah, store I, still in the gateway? I don't I don't think uh, it would be a great <laughs> idea to demand a trade when you are opening a restaurant in the town from which you want to be traded. Yeah, maybe. I'm surprised, surprised it's a restaurant, not something else. Boyan Bogdanovich. By the way, is it Boyan or Boyan? Which one is it? Please, somebody tell me. Well, I used to say Boyan, and then you and Austin uh, gave me the business, and so telling me it was Boyan, and so now that's what I've latched onto. Yeah. Anyway, well, he practiced with the Jazz today. James. It is so pronounced that's... Boy, B-O-Y dash O-N, or O-N, excuse me, Boyan. Yeah. Uh, that's nothing but good news, Gordo, uh, that yeah. he fully practiced. I mean, that's 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 a really good thing for the Jazz. And the Jazz announced the first half of their schedule, uh, and Austin informed me about some of the details. Apparently, their first home game is December 26th, the day after Christmas, against Minnesota. And who, what's the first? What's their opener? Who's that against? Uh, Portland, did you say? At Austin? Portland on the 23rd, 8 p.m. tip-off, 7 o'clock tip, uh, pregame right here on the zone. That is right around the corner. Yeah, pre- uh, preseason starts next week. Do you think the schedule makes any difference for the Jazz this year as far as, you know, sometimes we break down the schedule and we say, oh, man, they have they have these road games against these tough opponents and, like, five in a row, and that's a tough thing for a team to have to face early on. Does any of that matter for this particular Jazz team? Oh, yeah, it always matters. They'll have their tough stretches. They'll have their easy stretches. Uh, I mean, but does yeah, it matter that's... what order they come in? Um, I mean, we could debate that uh, forever. Um you know, it, what was it, two years ago where the start of their schedule was just brutal, like yeah, the, uh-huh. the, the, the hardest in the league? I don't think it did that team 
any favors particularly. So, And then the end of the year, you might want to have it harder at the end of the year because you never know who's actually going to be playing, right? I mean, because, you know, say you get the Lakers at the end and they run away with the Western Conference, well, maybe they're not playing anybody. So I don't, I don't know, Gordon. I, it does matter, but I don't know what's more advantageous. Wasn't that the same year that they started so tough? They uh, they ended uh, with something like twenty five victories in their last twenty nine games, or something. Was like that, that it? Was it Donovan's rookie year? That might have been right. Was that it? Was that the year they did that? Man, I don't yeah. know. My memory fades oh. a little bit, but uh, I remember how they they finished so very strong. It seems like if you start the season strong, you get a lot of publicity for it. It yeah. generates uh, a lot of buzz about your team. And later in the season, I, I, I don't know whether it has the same effect or not. And whether that matters or not, having momentum heading into the playoffs, uh, uh, that that might be a factor. I, I really don't know. I, I've seen teams that have finished the season strong and just mowed on through the playoffs, and I've seen teams who finish strong and they get into the postseason and they, they wobble. So... I I really have no clue in that regard. And so I would prefer to look at it like it really doesn't matter. You know? All right, you Ross Dellinger. everybody sooner or later. Ross Dellinger is going to jump on the show. Coming up next, he writes for Sports Illustrated. He had a great piece about uh, the uh, truck's journey across, the equipment truck's journey across the country. We'll ask Ross his thoughts on the Cougs uh, coming up right around the corner. But we are live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Tom? And Christopher jumping on with us now. You're bringing out Toph, huh, Tom? I had to bring the calming influence of Christopher <laughs> since we were off the train tracks there for a couple hours. First couple hours, got a, it got a little loose. But you said it. It's the best part of the week. Yeah, that's great. We love coaching a lot. I don't know, though, uh, Tom. I don't that know was, about Mac giving away. Go give, off for a minute there. Yeah. Giving, giving Gordon, away your say whole that store. Again. I don't know about Mac giving away your whole store for five thousand dollars. So, I mean, that, that yeah, seems a we little can extreme. we can make that happen. Two bedrooms, a living room, and a dining room. We can make that happen for five thousand bucks. He kind of wow. twisted your arm on that one, though, didn't he? Well, <laughs> if the coach tells you to do push-ups, do you do them. Yeah, you do them. <laughs> we'll yeah, make it do. happen. Heck, come in, spend five grand. I'll do push-ups for you. <laughs> How about that? See, that's dedication, Tom. That's what that is. We love it. Christopher is the best. Well, we want to talk real quickly. Uh, we haven't talked about adjustable beds. This is the time Christmas is here. Gordon, you're you're an advocate now of the benefits of to your life of having an adjustable bed. And I have some deals that are just absolutely insane. We've talked about for a couple of weeks now this $899 uh queen special the mattress is about twelve hundred and ninety nine dollars and i'll be honest this mattress is made in usa and it's the factory of one of the online beds the friendly ghost bed okay Mm -hmm. and um (laughs) they have a special and the the gel infused memory foam is 899 the hybrid is still 1299 we're going to do that bed with the base that if you come in i don't want to say the brand on the air because i don't want to make enemies if you come in we'll show it to you it's exactly the brand exactly the model it's 17.99 so if you bought the hybrid 12.99 plus 1800 you're good at math christopher that's 3100 dollars. how about 899 that's pretty incredible you know normally i say don't do math on the air but uh, that was pretty impressive right there so that wasn't bad 
You you can look really dumb doing math on the air. It gets really <laughs> loose. But you came up with that like that. I I took a calculus test. I think I started at 10 p.m. last night. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. Christopher is a math genius. The brains of the family here, Tom. Sixth grade, Christopher got the highest score in the state of Utah and got a letter from Obama. Oh, no big deal. A letter he's, from he's, the president. Christopher is a math genius. That was a while ago. I don't know if sixth grade Christopher could do calculus back then. But <laughs> but he can now. That was a proud dad moment. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we also have the same base uh, with a solid king mattress. We can do the same deal for you. Uh, your choice, Made in USA memory foam king or hybrid king for 15.99. Wow. It's a deal. Unheard of. It's it's crazy. And then the best part about it is financing. We haven't talked about that. Christopher just got off the computer doing a finance deal. We if, if your credit's beat up, no problem. We'll get you approved. We got a couple of we got. That's really good grammar, sorry. We have a couple of companies that we work with. Uh one of them is Snap and one of them is Asima. Uh, they have a 90-day and 100-day same-as-cash option. It's basically you won't pay interest if you pay it off in 100 days. And and then we have uh, a deal, and we've talked about it, Jake. Through Citibank, I can give you one year on approved credit, no interest. Wow. All right, take advantage of it. Thank you very much, Tom and Christopher, from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Ross Dellinger, Sports Illustrated, next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, it is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Prices so low, it'll blow your mind. The warehouse. We're going to talk to Ross Dellinger. He covers college football for Sports Illustrated. Coming up here in a moment, uh, Gordon. He wrote a really, a really great piece about the equipment truck's journey—two thousand two hundred miles—to uh, get all the equipment over there to Coastal Carolina. He, he did a real in-depth look at the at the journey, and I thought it was really good. I, I, we'll get his thoughts on the game and stuff, but I'm curious to what went into writing this piece. Was he riding in the cab? I don't think so. Uh, well, it says in here. I, he kind of did it over the phone, but he had him text pictures, and he has quotes from the guys, <laughs> and does background on them. And it, it, I, I just thought it was a really great story. Well, I, it, you know, those are the things that are behind the scenes that a lot of people never don't think about. A lot goes into getting everything in place, and uh, Tom Homo brought that to everybody's attention, saying he hoped that uh, <laughs> they would get there without an issue, without a problem. So. Uh, I think it's cool. Those big trucks, you see them all the time. Well, I've seen them at the state park at the stadium, you know, and they yep. unload all that stuff and they get it all ready and the players utilize it. And then they pack that stuff up and get it back on that truck. A lot of work, man. 
well, in fact, let's uh, let's talk to him about it. Let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now, he makes the magic happen for Sports Illustrated. He's Ross Dellinger here on the big show. Hi, Ross. How are you? Hey, guys. How are y'all? Hey, we are doing great. We were just talking about uh, your great piece about the equipment truck's journey uh, across the country. Tell us about riding this and what went into it. Yeah, well, I was, you know, um, we've obviously had this year a lot of impromptu games, right? A lot of quick uh, games thrown together. And, and it, honestly, the stories are kind of been exhausted. I mean, we know that coaches uh, are pulling all-nighters to scout opponents, you know, four or five days or even a week out. And we know that ADs are hurriedly agreeing to terms. We've, we've seen all that. Um, but this one, so I was trying to think of another angle and a, a new, a different kind of angle to write on the story and uh somebody at BYU or maybe it was on Twitter I saw you know the the equipment truck and about how it left even before um the game was was really finalized and official and I said well that would be an interesting story because it's across the country and uh so I was able to uh work with BYU's communication staff they were they were wonderful uh John McBride over there at the school and he hooked me up with uh, uh Billy Nixon the equipment manager, and then Billy hooked me up with uh, Hal uh, Morrell, the driver, or one of the drivers of the truck. And so I was able to call them, and I called them right around the time they were passing through Lincoln, Nebraska, and crossing over uh, the Missouri River, and, and we talked. And it was just, yeah, it's kind of a cool thing. You know, those guys have been doing this for uh, Hal and Healy uh, for nine years, and obviously this is the most unusual and unique uh, trip they've ever had. So it was kind of cool to talk to them about it. And, uh, it was a, it was just a different angle I wanted to take on uh, a rescheduled game because we've had so many uh, rescheduled game this year. It was, it was just kind of cool to uh, you know, be able to get another take on it. So Ross, have we had an update? Did they arrive? Did they get that truck yeah, there? They they did. They arrived. You know, they they left at nine o'clock uh, Provo time uh, on Wednesday night, uh, and then they got there at uh, I believe right at noon. Uh, on local Eastern time. So I think that's 36 hours, which is pretty good because they were thinking they were going to do it uh, more like 38. Uh, and they had to get there at 3 o'clock today is when the plane landed. So um, they, they got there with about three hours or so, three or four hours or so to spare. So they did make it. And, they, and as Hal told me uh, in a text, we did it legally, he said. We did it legally. <laughs> so no no going over the speed limit or or uh, bypassing the uh, the travel-type uh, regulations. Ross, you've covered college football for a long time, and you mentioned how uh, fluid things have been. Uh, Tom Holmo uh, had a media availability earlier this week, and he, he kind of talked about how, you know, we, uh, he asked about maybe a return game in the future to Provo, and the AD for Coastal Carolina said, sure, we'll figure it out. And Tom said, we, didn't even, we don't even have a contract yet going into this game. We're just kind of – going with the flow are you amazed about how this stuff works out because college football usually has been so rigid in the past yeah you know we we, we get games that are uh eight ten even 15 years out uh because apparently it's so complicated to schedule a game and then we have this year where we're scheduling games um you know weeks out in days out i mean this was the one i think this one here was was uh scheduled out um as as short of time of any, uh, I think three days, basically, roughly. Um, so it, it, it may, as ADs have told me through this process, it uh, it makes it, uh, it, it might change things going forward, where you 
can quickly get a game scheduled, maybe even mid-season. Uh, if you if you something happens or whatever with a bye week, or, or you you feel like you maybe you have to better your uh, you guys will have to excuse me. I'm outside in D.C. and the, the president or the vice president is flying over in in, uh, in the helicopter. But uh, yeah, you know, in future it'll be interesting to see uh, what's what's going to happen when you get late in the season and you have like a bye week or some flexibility in your schedule and maybe you need a, a bigger, like a better game, maybe to improve, whatever, you know. And, and now we can see you can do it quickly. And, and so maybe it'll change how, uh, uh, you know, scheduling is done from here on out. Ross, do you anticipate that, that the short notice will affect the quality of play tomorrow? Or do you think that uh, all this time that we've talked about that you were just referring to where this stuff gets planned way out in advance and you guys are, are working a week or two, whatever, to get ready for an opponent? And uh, I just wonder if that's all been overblown all these years. Yeah, you know, a few weeks back, uh, Houston um, and uh, Baylor scheduled a game about a week out. and They never actually played because Houston had COVID issues. But I did a story on how that game was scheduled and what the coaching staff did. And there were a lot of really interesting comments from coaches, NADs, when I did that story. Uh, and coaches would tell you, um, a lot of coaches would tell you, we think, we overthink it. You know, we game plan too much. We watch too much film. Um, and so I think that, you know, if you listen to them, that, that's the case. Uh, and you don't have to do all that. You really, you really don't. Um, and, you know, the, the, the issue is, is, is if the other guy's doing it, you feel like they need to do it. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to benefit you if you watch, you know, uh, 15 hours of film um, in, instead of 10 uh, or 12 or something. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what we're going to see tomorrow. Um, what coaches will tell you when you have a game that's quickly scheduled like this, even a conference championship game or something that you have just a week to scout for, um, this, of course, you had three days to scout for. What you're going to see, you're not going to see a whole lot of fancy stuff. Uh, you're going to see a lot of base stuff. Coaches will say you're going to see a lot of base-type defenses, base-type uh, type offense. You do things that you're um, really good at, you know, and you keep, you keep to what, what you're really good at. I was talking to somebody actually on the, on the BYU staff, and he was, he was telling me that um, – you know, you you what what they didn't have of Coastal Carolina was cutups, so they had to watch full games because they didn't cut it up yet. The GAs didn't have time, uh, and so instead of getting and what cutups mean, obviously you just take the play. It's just little snapshots of each play, so you can run through them really quickly. They actually had to had to watch the the full game, so that cuts into your time. So um, you're just you're just going to see more basic, I think, stuff. Well, Ross, uh, give us your thoughts on this year's BYU Cougar squad and what kind of game we're in for tomorrow. Uh, they've been incredibly fun to watch. Uh, gosh, uh, Zach Wilson and, and just schematically some of the stuff they do. Uh, man, they have you know that big tight end. They're just all they're just really fun uh, to watch. And I'll tell you, obviously, you know I have a kind of relationship with Jeff Grimes just going back when he covered LSU or when he coached at LSU and I was covering LSU as a beat writer. And, you know, Jeff has taken a lot of stuff from what they did at LSU his last year there in 2017 when Matt Canada was the offensive coordinator. They did a lot of uh, jet sweep type stuff and motions. And I think when he was hired, I remember being maybe on with you guys talking about this. And you could see it. He's still got a lot of that. He's still got a lot of that motion. He's got a lot of that jet sweep. 
that lateral movement, and that's always fun to watch. It makes the game exciting. So do you think Ross at BYU's big offensive line and defensive front, will they be able to overpower Coastal Carolina, or do you think there's going to be a real dogfight? Well, I, I, yeah, that, that is the big concern. Just talking to Jamie Cat, Chadwell, the uh, coach at Coastal, he uh, he's really, really concerned um, with the size of BYU. You know, they they haven't played anybody with the size up front of BYU. In fact, he told me, uh, and you guys might have seen it, it kind of went viral on Twitter. I tweeted out the quotes, but he told me he called a couple of Sunbelt schools at BYU who have already played, Troy and uh, Texas State, and he called them just to get some quick recon uh, on Wednesday night of, of BYU. And, um, of course, you guys know BYU beat those two teams by combined, I think, uh, 100 to 21 uh, score. And uh, one of the coaches at one of the schools told him, um, uh, do exactly opposite of what we did. Uh, so Jamie is going into this game thinking that um, – you know, he didn't outright say this to me, but thinking that if, if his team can even stay close, he'll be happy. Because um, I think he knows um, uh, the 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 size and the physicality is on BYU's side for sure. Ross, we can't thank you enough for jumping on with us, and uh, really did enjoy that piece about the about the truck. Thought it was great. We'll send our listeners uh, your way to read it. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Ross Dellinger, Sports Illustrated, and again, uh, the, the headlight on that. Two men in a truck, the last-minute 2,200-mile <laughs> journey to get BYU on the field at Coastal Carolina. And how about that? Ross asked the question you referenced earlier in the show, Gordon. Yeah, yeah. And he, he told the one uh, what the, what the coach, uh, staff member, uh, said to Coastal Carolina's guys um, that uh, do the opposite of what we did. But the other one said, do you know what you've gotten yourself into? And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know uh, how this is going to go. It's why it's one of the reasons it's so interesting. A highly ranked team with an emerging program that hasn't really established itself yet trying to do exactly that. And BYU, uh, on the other hand, trying to prove to everyone that, hey, uh, they've had to re- reschedule some games and, and change things a little bit, but this team is something extraordinary. And so what do you got to do? You got to beat another ranked team. I, I wonder, I really am curious to know, if BYU wins this game by a couple of touchdowns, how much of a bounce they'll get out of that from the committee? It'll be fascinating to see. Yep. I bet I bet they here the mark my words Gordon if they beat Coastal Carolina I bet the playoff committee will give BYU just enough credit to say hey we gave them credit but not enough to get them in. So like <laughs> so jump from like 13 to 11. Mhm. I wonder where they have to get to to, to make a New Year's Six bowl cuz nothing's automatic with BYU. No, but they have to be, and who was it? Somebody was on with PK this morning talking about this. They really have to be in the top ten to be considered. Was was that uh, Dennis Dodd? I think it was Dennis Dodd, now that Uh you say that. I I think it was Dennis Dodd because, and I'm trying to remember, you know, the power six, there's seven, or power five plus one, there's there's six guaranteed spots that aren't BYU. So can you get into those next six? And you probably need to be top ten to do it because of the other bowl tie-ins, right? You know, the Orange Bowl with the ACC, et cetera. So, so BYU comes into this game thinking 
not only do we have to win, but we have to look good doing it. Yep, exactly. All right, uh, we'll have more coming up next. We've got the Not Sports Report right around the corner. Do you, I, I, I don't dare ask this. Well, I will. Uh, you want to give us a tease, Gordon? It's bad news. Actually, it's frightening news. Oh. Frightening. Can't we have good news on a Friday or something funny or lively? <laughs> I mean... What a, plus, Look, what a tease. It's terrible I mean, news. I mean, yeah, but it's news that you need to know about. You know, yesterday I tried to calm everybody with a nice, you know, the fireplace on the TV, and you guys made fun of that. So I was going for the spectacular. Today. That just didn't make any sense. Like, it just wasn't relevant. We weren't trying to make fun of you. It was just like, that's well, just such a random And, and thing. What, what exactly is relevant in the Not Sports Report? Well, it, that's Good exactly, point. That, Let's that, not exactly what I said. You know, no, I'm just saying that when you talk about a Not Sports Report, that leaves a whole lot of open field. <laughs> we'll get to Gordon, uh, Not Sports Report, coming up next, live from the warehouse. Uh, 1825 South, 300 West. Uh, we also want to remind you that, uh, Gordon, my Raiders in action this weekend taking on uh, the Mighty Jets uh, this Sunday. The game is brought to you by America First Credit Union, the exclusive home of the official Raiders debit card. Same great features and benefits now with the silver and black. Learn more at AmericaFirst.com slash Raiders. You're Raiders, ahead. but you wouldn't pick them in the survivor pool. No, true. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. One, two, three, four! Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for the Not Sports Report. Brought to you today and every day by our friends at the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online, lhmusedcars.com. Based on your tease, Gordon, I, I'm really uh, having some trepidation about saying this, but uh, where are we going today? Uh, we're going to China. I see. Okay. Look, I never promised that the not, the not sports report will always be informative and entertaining, but I, I didn't, I could never have promised that it would always be happy talk. All right. Well, often it's not informative or entertaining, so. <laughs> or, or happy talk. <laughs> or happy talk for that. Unhappy matter. talk. All right. This is according to NBC. U.S. intelligence shows that China has conducted human testing on members of the People's Liberation Army in hope of developing soldiers with, quote, biologically enhanced capabilities, the top U.S. intelligence official said Friday. This is coming from John Ratcliffe, the director of national intelligence. He... Uh, Included uh, an an explosive claim in a long Wall Street Journal op-ed in which he made the case that China poses the preeminent national security threat to the U.S. Quote, there are no ethical boundaries to Beijing's pursuit of power. Hmm. So if China is developing super soldiers... If they're developing soldiers like in Captain America and Bloodshot and Universal Soldier, what does that mean for us? 
Well, I there's a sports angle to this, Gordon, because this should not come as a surprise. Because after all, Yao Ming was basically genetically engineered. <laughs> he was. I'm not. I'm not kidding. His, they took the two tallest, best basketball players in China and made them marry. Hmm. So they've kind of been doing this sort of thing for a while now. Yeah, and according to this report, uh, the, the, China has been had these ambitions to apply biotechnology to the battlefield, you know? And that, you know, I don't, didn't Hitler do that? Wasn't he, like, uh, putting uh, his armies on some sort of speed or something or some sort Crystal of Crystal meth is what Crystal it was. Crystal meth yeah. to get them so they could didn't have to sleep at night and all this stuff. This is craziness when you think about it, but then war in and of itself is craziness, seems like. I don't know what China's up to with this. They also, uh, aren't they like building like the world's fastest supercomputer or something that they say that can solve complicated problems way faster than anything that's ever been built before? And didn't China just plant a flag on the moon? Uh, I know uh, the U.S. did that in 1969, but I mean, that well, seems not like... with it. It's not a manned spacecraft, and I don't know <laughs> if they planted a flag. They're just bringing back rocks, and only like well, four th- pounds of rocks, for that matter. I thought it was manned. It's not manned. I don't think so. Well, it doesn't really matter uh, as it pertains to this, but um, wow! I mean, how'd you like to have to fight against Captain Beijing? <laughs> Uh, coming up next uh, in the show, we're, that's we're all going... I get. I get no response. You know, <laughs> I gave you a response. By... I gave you a, a Yao Ming response. I actually had a sports tie to it that I thought was fairly interesting. Other than that, I got nothing for you. Not every non-sports report is like, oh wowza, but <laughs> all right. I've done my work here. Did I not respond? I told you, Yao Ming, genetically engineered. They've been doing it forever. That's a response. I just thought I might get something along the lines of EGADS. The world is coming to an end or something like that. Nah, we'll figure it out. All right, we're live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Uh, Tom, jumping on with Gordon, I have a response. Um, We talked two weeks ago about getting our ashes buried out of space. And and last week I gave you prices that we're out of this world. Right. So my response is to that. I think that if you mess too much with, uh, let's for lack of better words, call it procreation, uh-huh. that you might be from outer space. You think it might backfire? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, do I think well. that we can cure disease and get vaccinations to help with viruses 100%. We've, we've eradicated smallpox. We've taken away chickenpox. We've done all of these really, really good, really good things. But I think it's a little bit dangerous to play with procreation. Yeah, well said. Do you agree with that, Jake? Or Nah, let's just do it. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it's all, you know, whatever. It's In that the- case, <laughs> let's just do a deal. How about a bone? <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> How, how about we do a deal? My buddy Rick has just opened uh, dry cleaning, drop-off, pick-up. He's got several dry cleaners in the valley, and he wanted a location right across the street from Costco so you can do one errand. 
Think about it. Once a week you go to Costco, why not drop off your shirts or your dry cleaning at the best value express cleaners in Utah? I've got Rick with us. Rick, tell them what your boom is. Okay. Right now, just because we're doing a grand opening special pre-Christmas, opening up here with the warehouse, um, $9.99, two-piece suit, men's, women's. That's unheard of. Bring it in. Yeah, Let's get incredible. it cleaned up. Let's get you ready. Um, how about a 99-cent men's dress shirt if you bring in $20 of cleaning? How about that? Bring in $20 mm. of cleaning, 99-cent shirts. That, that price hasn't been around for 20 years. So we're giving it away to get you in here so you can see our quality. Our whole philosophy is affordable value, affordable quality. Come in, get some good service, get it right back to you the next day. Uh, we've got four locations. We've got plants. We're opening this one across the street from Costco here with Tom at the warehouse. It's a full setup, cleaners, drop off, pick up. So, yeah, we know what we're doing. Been around for 25 years. And uh, the whole point is to save you money, give you quality, and make you look good. I've talked to Tom a ton about this. I love this location right across the it's street. So Stoplight right there. It's amazing. So, it's so, so convenient. Everybody comes down here either to Sam's Club or to Costco once a week. It makes sense. And while you're dropping off your cleaning, you might as well try out an adjustable bed because we'll give you a demonstration that will blow your mind. Even if you're a Chinese superhuman, you will enjoy a uh, adjustable bed. 100%. You can head up, foot up. You're going to be comfortable. <laughs> Listen, if you're having too much pressure because they put too many jeans in your wash, Sorry, that I was see, bad. I see what you that, got that there. That was bad. Yeah. I thought Austin might appreciate it. We're going to put too many jeans in your wash. We'll adjust your head to take the pressure off. Awesome. That's, that's called genetic sleeping. Genetic sleeping. <laughs> I like that. And you could do it for the best deal on the planet here at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 Weston. And take advantage of those dry cleaning deals as We're well. not that's, going that's away. Amazing. We're just starting. We're here to serve you. We're so here cool. in and out. Come in fast. We'll take care of you. Well, thanks for jumping on the show. We Thank appreciate it. Thank you so it. much. All right. We'll have uh, more coming up next, talking some Oregon State Beaver football straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.